your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Yes, it's uh, 17 minutes past eight, and the issue that has gripped this country for weeks now has been labour reform. The Tripartite Committee of Labour Management and Government recently reached a breakthrough agreement, which includes easing employment contracts along with corporate rule change processes. The highly controversial wage peak system is among all of that. And after we heard support of it on yesterday's show, we can get an alternative glance now with Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Professor of Economics at Rutgers University, previously served the Barack Obama administration as Deputy Assistant Secretary for Microeconomic Analysis. And it's my pleasure to say good morning from Seoul. Good morning. Uh, thank you very much. I'm pleased to be here. Well, it's uh, our pleasure. As I said, can I first get your overview of the, the wage peak system, sometimes known as the peak wage system? Either way, what we're talking about is um, effectively uh, more security for older workers, um, but less money. Well, I think one thing to, for your listeners to know is that Korea works very differently from uh, Europe or North America in that it is unusual for big companies to get rid of their workers at around age 55 or so. So uh, th this is sort of a... The, this discussion seems very alien to, to people in a lot of other well-off countries. And... Uh, so generally, because of the aging of the population, it's a very good idea to keep the workers on longer, in part because uh, they have great contributions to make to the economy, but in part because you need to fund the pension system. And so then the question is, uh, what wage should they be uh, paid? And I think we can get into more details. But uh, Well, I but mean, just briefly, I, I as, as an overview, yeah. what's the justification for dropping their wages, you know, at a certain age. I mean, unless you're working in a sector where you're relying on you know, muscular strength or something, why should older people be penalised? Well, that's a very good question, actually. I, I don't think it's obvious that they should be. In fact, in the, in the US, uh, it has been established that the hourly wage of workers does not, in fact, decline towards the end of their career their weekly earnings do decline, but that's because they've reduced their hours, not because they're being paid less per hour. And so that suggests, it's not definitive, but it does suggest that actually they continue to be equally productive, that their productivity isn't declining. And I think you've hit on a very important point. In the past, uh, people's health was not so good when they got into their 50s and their jobs uh, required, uh, you know, physical strength. Uh, and so it was natural to think that, you know, you're a bit past it once you're getting on 55 and above. But nowadays, uh, that we don't have the same sorts of jobs. Uh, people's educations have increased. Uh, you know, automation has increased a lot. And I, I think it's a lot less obvious that... Uh, I don't think it's actually obvious at all that, that they're less mm. productive. I mean, and we, we, less. I don't think that's obvious. We could say this kind of proposal is overt ageism. I mean, can you imagine a situation where... You know, a, a racial group or, or a gender or, or any other uh, stereotypical you know, collection of people were discriminated against in this way. It, it just simply wouldn't pass any kind of democratic society, would it? No, absolutely. In the countries that I'm, I'm more familiar with, 
uh, that actually couldn't happen. So in the United States, uh, older workers are protected uh, from discrimination by law. And so if employers uh, tried to do this, they would be facing lawsuits that they would lose. In Europe, it's a little bit different, but it's very hard to fire workers at all. And certainly you can't give as a reason just that they're old. Um, and so it just really wouldn't, uh, it, it, it wouldn't, the, the employers wouldn't be able to take the initial steps to even do mm. it, uh, let alone they would never get to facing a lawsuit because they couldn't actually do it. So, yes, it is important to to see that there's sort of a different attitude elsewhere. And it's, it's useful also to bear in mind that in the U.S. and in uh, quite a lot of Canada, there is no mandatory retirement age. It's not even that it's older than uh, in Korea. There just isn't one. And uh, furthermore, in the U.S., uh, unions are rather weak, and it's really just market forces that determine the wages. And that, again, suggests, although it's not conclusive, that actually older workers really um, are just as productive as, as when they were uh, middle-aged workers uh, because their, their wage should reflect their productivity. There could be more mm. complicated theories about why perhaps you might pay above productivity when workers are older, but it does suggest that their productivity isn't declining. Now, now young people do require training. They do require more time, but clearly that's an investment that makes sense. Uh, some of the justification for paying less to uh, older workers is that it could provide more opportunities for young people. Uh, d does that add up, even if you were to overlook the discriminatory aspects? Do you think this kind of system has been shown to create jobs? I don't think it does. I think neither, one would neither expect it on theoretical grounds, nor has one seen it where it's been tried. So oh, 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 workers nearing retirement and workers beginning their careers are just very different types of workers. And you, they're not substitutes, is what economists would say. If you, if you create a vacancy by getting rid of an older worker, you're not going to put in a, a, a young worker in there and I suppose the hope is that maybe everyone will shift up a little bit that the you know the slightly less old person will go into that job and, and by pushing up the ladder you'll open something at the bottom but Europe really tried this um, in the 1980s when there really was had been for a while since the mid-70s a bad problem of unemployment Every, uh, many countries in Europe had the idea, let's pay the older people to stop working, let's pay them and make them go into retirement, uh, hoping that that will reduce overall and especially youth unemployment. And that, there's no evidence that it helped youth unemployment at mm. all. So I think that we have actually seen this tried before, and it doesn't work, and it's not really very surprising. So I, I would not expect there to be any benefits for young people from this. But what we are seeing in developed countries is a trend towards ageing societies. We're also seeing a trend of higher youth unemployment. Uh, and, and are there any solutions that would prove to be popular that, that would actually, you know, you'd say, OK, that makes sense, or that we wouldn't be able to shoot down in the course of an interview like this? Mm. Well, there are two slightly different things that you're interested in, and I, I, I don't think they're as closely related as perhaps the architects of these policy think. And one is the youth unemployment problem, and the other one is what to do about aging. Right. And I think with, 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 with the aging, it, it really is important uh, to sort of change the point of view and to think of, of these workers as, as productive assets and, and not burdens. When I was reading for background about what's happening in Korea, the companies seem to be talking as though the, these are just sort of deadweight 
on the payroll that are not contributing anything. Mm. I think you really have to think instead, uh, how can we keep these people on working productively? But you have to offer them the conditions they're willing to work at as well. So you have to offer them the right package of wages and of hours. So it could be that uh, to keep them on, they might want to work at lower hours, uh, but the same wage. Um, it would be interesting to see. I've read what some of the companies have proposed for, in terms of cutting the wages every year after 55 or so. They mm. seem very large cuts. I wonder if they'll actually attract people to work at those. They might be surprised. They might think that everyone is dying to stay on, but if they offer too low wages, then they won't find that. Of course, they may iterate and, and get that right. But but more generally, I think that companies should be thinking, yes, we you know we there aren't so many uh, workers. We've got to get the most out of the ones that we have, and mm. particularly the older ones, more than we have done before, not view them as a burden. Mm. And in terms of getting more out of the workers that you have, um, women's employment is uh, an important thing. And I would, and I, I see that the labor force participation rate of women in Korea is on the lower side. And I'd emphasize also that it's not just working, but getting uh, women into, you know, the 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 higher jobs that, you know, contribute the most to the economy, and well, that involves starting uh, having women get opportunity when they're young. And well, that is a good comparison. It's a good comparison because um, there is this perception that older workers and women are forced to take on jobs that um, are slightly less appealing and, and for slightly lower salaries, especially women returning to the workplace after children. They, they seem to be in this category of older people, and again, this is a stereotype, but it's one that exists, that, that they're somehow incapable of doing the really high-quality jobs for the best salaries. That's right, exactly, and uh, I, I think that... that one needs to think really in the Korean context about how that could be changed. Uh, and this, I think, I'm, I'm guessing, links into this question of what type of employment contract you have as well. Mm, um, mm. And so it's very necessary to, to, to think about why it is that women are not getting these opportunities, whether it's important to have uh, uh, sort of paid leave, what you need to attract the women back, but also to have them come back having kept their, their knowledge and skills for the, so they're, they're still attractive to the Indeed. employers. Dr Hunt, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the line. Thanks for offering the rebuttal from the support we heard of this yesterday. Good, it's a pleasure. Dr. Jennifer Hunt, who previously served the Obama administration as Deputy Assistant Secretary for Microeconomic Analysis, but also now out of Rutgers University. You can share your thoughts in depth or in brief by email. EFM this morning at gmail.com. We'll continue in just a few moments. We've got our daily voice on the way shortly, new for this new season, where we'll be hearing from the Labour perspective.